Brendan, we're back. Fat Chats episode four. How are we? Tog, very good. I love, I love how just as I, I, I make you go silent and I, I've clicked record and that's the point where you think, I'm going to fuck with my microphone. I'm just going to start messing with it there now and uh, we'll just see how it goes. Great decision. But if you didn't leave such an awkward silence at the start and you were more capable at your job, it wouldn't be a problem with it. We need the people Made me nervous. You know, they need a few seconds to, to adjust to Fat Man talking, you know, fat chats. That's how oh. it goes. So anyway, go on. How's the week been? Break it down for me. Good, good. Uh, starts started on uh, what day did we do last week? It's pretty good actually, because last weekend was like a nothing weekend, building up to the big shutdown again. So nothing really happened. I'm tr- yeah, literally, very quiet week. Yeah, for those not good, not bad, just average. For those outside of Ireland, we're locking down for another six weeks. Very exciting. Don't know what to make of it, really. I mean, what's your what's your game? Yeah, are locked down. For the six weeks and all the rest, yeah? My day-to-day doesn't really change at all, whatsoever. Apart from maybe... No, it doesn't at all. I still do the same things every day. I'm still working from home. Still... No, it doesn't change. The interesting life of a man from Cove. Well, maybe the like, maybe weekends would be different when you could actually go and do something. But generally speaking, no. That's fair. That's fair. And I mean, look, how's your training, food, and all that? You've been gone. Very well. Made a decent purchase this week, courtesy of uh, Amazon Prime Day, which I don't agree with in principle, but it's saving me money on what I want. I'm buying it, so I bought a chest strap heart rate monitor for my Garmin. Because those are notoriously uh, inaccurate on the watch. And for, for a, a plumper man like yourself, does that go under the man boob, on top of the man? Like, where does that sit? Uh, it goes just under, just under the man boob. That makes sense. And I had an actually, well, a plumper man in days past, maybe because standardly you get the strap and it has an extra attachment, which is for like extra large and above which i which i just from years of practice would just it went straight on didn't even think about it and then i was wearing it and it kept falling off and i was like what the fuck is wrong with this thought i wasn't tightening it properly at the side no it turns out i don't need it actually and it fits perfectly without it which was both shocking and surprising so what you're saying is for the first time since the age of about 14 you've fallen into the large man category instead of extra large for the first times in about about eight pre pre communion, I feel like if we had some sound effects now, we'd have a bit of clapping going in the background. It'd be a, a real nice moment for you, but we're we're not that professional here at the podcast. So uh, everyone at home, but, um, if you don't mind giving Brendan a round of applause. He's now just large instead of extra large. I think that's a big win. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's going to be interesting. I like uh, there's a friend of mine who uses one all the time, specifically for running. But you can use it for pretty much anything. He says it makes a huge difference, just in how you train the feedback you get from it. How, it's just a lot more accurate. Are you, are you taking your running at the moment? Like, what what's the benefit of tracking that stuff for you? Like, is there a goal in mind? Are you doing running times? Like, what what's the purpose? No, um, it's more just I've started to enjoy it again, really. I don't really care how long it takes me to run a certain distance or what kind of a distance I do. Like usually as standard, when I started this in March, 
and I thought like it'd be nice to do a couple of 5Ks again maybe if races came back because I'd done one last or a couple of them last say the end of last summer um, but inevitably getting more fat again meant that starting in March it was a case of like I think through sheer fucking optimism ran a kilometre and then walked say like three minutes and then ran another bit and it was absolutely goosed so I thought like that dream is over again but I suppose for people who think they can't they absolutely can it's just it's just pure training it's just it doesn't matter whether you walk or run or how long you do it for once you're doing something so I've done a good like 5k was kind of like the standard for the last couple of months and it just gets progressively easier. You'll do it a bit faster if you want to, but it's just less strenuous. And then last, what day was it? Last Saturday morning, I did a 10K. Just randomly. Flying In all the wrong ways. Didn't really do any build up, as in like you shouldn't really run. You shouldn't really be running 5Ks and then just start running 10s or, you know, if you were to follow these mad running guides online, you should do like speed sessions or hill sessions, like short ones in between and then gradually get longer. But I did all the wrong things, just decided Saturday morning I'm going to go for a long run and did. Didn't even eat beforehand, didn't hydrate properly, didn't do any of the stuff you're supposed to do, it just went. You know, that that's not advice we should be giving to listeners at all. Like, especially if no, you're... No, that's not advice. That's, and I'm not saying anyone should do that. I'm just saying that's what I did. Yeah, fair play to you. Like, I'm glad you didn't die, don't get me wrong. Like, but like, especially for a man of your age, like, I feel like that's quite dangerous. I know, I know you're a bit fitter, like, but... Let's not be taking liberties here, Brendan. You know, we all want you around to host the podcast. It's important to us. We need you to mind yourself. You know, do a bit of a warm-up. Maybe ease your way in. You, you can't well, be I did a warm-up. That's just, that would be, it would be entirely reckless not to do a warm-up. And I'm not exactly running Lanford Christie pace, so the first couple is a warm-up in itself. So, like, but, talk uh, to me a little bit then about, like, obviously, in terms of, say, running-wise, how are you finding it since actually losing a bit of weight? Because, like, one of the biggest injuries I had last year was plantar fasciitis. Now, I still have it in both feet. But having said that, after clearing away, like, say, I don't know, 20 kilos, suddenly it's less of an issue. So, like, from your yeah. perspective, I, maybe if you didn't have any niggling injuries, but, like, is there anything in particular that you're finding, like, more benefit, like, in terms of overall fitness? Or how are you actually finding them? Yeah, you'll see, you like, I suppose if you do it consistently, and running isn't something I do consistently. Like, I, might, I, I, I could go... I have gone for like say a four week block of of not running at all. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. But it, I suppose it's it's really handy. It's like one of those things. Once you bank the kind of miles, once you put the mileage in, it doesn't exactly fall away in a couple of weeks. Like so, if if you're doing if you if you're like you know a lot of people who've couched the five k programs, they're really good and they start off really slow, but that's the right way to do it. Like if if you say do a couch to five k and you run your five k not running for two or three weeks it doesn't mean you go back to like week one again you know you build up it does it it builds up your um it it does build up your cardiovascular system really so like i find that i would never have ran 10k um, i've done it before i've done more before but i would have never not in the last couple of years but you can see that like i did that on saturday without any particular When you think about it, I thought like, Jesus, I could get half around here and feel like I'm going to die and have to walk home or like ring somebody to collect me. But That's you'd be surprised. No, you'd be surprised. It's, just... it's like you go no, too you... far and then you're not able to make it home. 
Well, like, I do it on purpose. Nah, I I worry too much. And I used to like no at the start. I, I I did that like when I was going on the first. I used to drive because I lived where I live is the top of hills, and it will hills like for anyone with any bit of weight, and in general, like running downhill especially is just not good for your joints, like especially if you have bad joints anyway. So I used to drive like five minutes down to like a flat area, and then run to a point and run back. But then I just progressed eventually to just running from home. But instead of doing loops of places, I'd go, I'd try and go as far as I can to the halfway point and then go back. But for that exact reason of you have no choice but to fucking go home, like, but to get back, maybe like, unless you genuinely like injure yourself or you can't, it doesn't matter if you have to walk home, you still have to do it. Do you ever get embarrassed running though? Like, especially when you had a bit of weight on it. (laughs) It's one of the biggest things for me. But like, you know, when you're running past and you have people like, especially if you're doing, you know, like I might do like a loop down the Lee Fields back in the day and say, I'd be running and you'd have one, you'd have all these fit people going around you. And that's great. And you'd be saying, geez, fair, fair play to them, you know, but like they, they just seem like they're gliding. And then you're just kind of, you have this labored slapping your fat legs off the ground. And next thing I hear myself breathing and I'm like, do they hear me breathing this heavy? Is this how it sounds to other people? And then I'm like, why don't they wobble like I wobble? Like, what, what's the story? Like, you know, I'm kind of swinging side to side. It's, it's nearly making the movement tougher. And I'm going, look, look at these people. And suddenly my paranoia gets the better of me. And then I'm, I'm walking along a path. You know, did you ever find that? Just me? Uh, I guess, yeah, at the start, probably, yeah. You're always, you know, it's, it, it, when you were saying it there, it's just like, I don't go to gyms, but it's that thing people always try and encourage, you know, especially if they're going for advice with somebody or going to a gym. Everyone's always saying like, oh, you don't need to be nervous going to the gym. Nobody else is looking at you. They're all too busy doing their own thing. That's kind of the same like when you're out, whether there's people out walking or running, like because the shoe is on the other foot now. I pass people who might be running as fast or might be running as fair or don't look as comfortable running. I don't give, I don't even, I don't, I don't take a second like glance at them. It's just basically, right, do we need to run around them? Do we need to go on the road? But I'm not thinking like, Jesus, look at them. They're struggling. Whereas the shoe would have been on the other foot for me six months ago. I would have been that person being passed out and thinking like, oh, they must think I'm a right fucking idiot, like out here, Mr. Blobby in my way around the roads. That's fair, man. That's fair. I think but, I just, yeah, I there is PTSD from my, you know, my teenage years where, where when I would be walking home, one, I would just be out of breath on my way home from anywhere, being a fat teenager as I was. But I remember one time I was walking home at night and scared of the dark. I naturally wanted to get home faster. So I ran for a certain period of time by like the Greyhound track in Bishopstown. And I was like, oh, this is fine. Then there was a big hill by Haldine. And I said, I'm not going to be able to run that. So I, I just went casually walking. I think it was about 15. And a car drove by and threw an egg at me. And you know what? It's never nice being eggs. Let's be honest. It's never a fun time. But they hit me with a hard boiled egg, which was a bit of a game changer. Never seen this done before. So the egg struck <sighs> me like a rock in the chest, bruised. And then just fell on the floor. And I was kind of like, one, I was out of breath from the running, but then I was out of breath from the egg. And I thought, why have these people gone and hard-boiled an egg to throw it at me? You're, and you're you know, out of breath from eating the egg. <laughs> it's it's one, of my, one of my big fears for, uh, for running now is, what if I get hard-boiled egged again? Am I, go- I'm, am I going to be able to dodge it? Is it going to happen in daylight this time? You know, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of worries. Uh, I, I've never been egged that I don't I've never had that worry or I've never even thought about it to be honest I don't go out and think like oh what could possibly happen here oh I do all the time uh, I'm a worrier 
or what I will say that I, I think do you yeah like all the time like crossing roads you know just in the shop it it, it happens quite a lot so you know like oh Jesus yeah I, I remember oh, when you fell what do you mean you remember when I fell uh, when we used to do our, when we were working in Buckfro doing our laps around the building uh, I remember when you did that spectacular like swooping fall <laughs> by the stones I, so to just give context to the listeners, we would, as a group of fatties in our, in our, I suppose, crap job that we didn't like, we were, we would just circle the building on our, on our 10 minute release from prison where they would let us go out and get fresh air. It was meant to be toilet time, but we would just take it as a, a casual stroll. And, uh, yeah, I, I fell off a non-existent curb that wasn't there oh, and almost fell into a window where there was people inside the office laughing there was everyone outside laughing, being the five of us walking. It was a nice time. And uh, I, I then pretty much heard about that for, what, six months? Easily. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm one of those people where I, I won't apologize for it. E- even right now, like it would happen to me, if somebody falls in front of me, I'm sure in the back of my head I'm concerned somewhere. But my initial reaction is to burst out laughing because there's something funny about seeing someone fall. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's not actually funny at all. It's quite serious, but that's me. I'll have to stifle that laugh if it's if it's that serious. But my initial reaction is proper laughing. Like I I don't know why it's that immature kind of childish thing of just someone falling. You like talked on an too. interesting point there though, because like I'm the same, and I think it's actually the fact that we're both pricks that that's actually <laughs> the innate relatable True. thing here that we enjoy laughing at other people. But like if you see a stranger fall or trip. Now, fall is probably a bit different. Like, but say you just see someone trip and they just kind of stumble and they get back up, they're fine. Like, I will be breaking my whole laughing for, for hours. Like, I think it's the best thing in the world. But I was chatting to people about this the other day and they just said, no, like normal people don't do that. Normal Good people people. will kind of worry for that person and go, are they okay? Oh, is, I don't agree. Does that make us bad people, Brendan? Is, is that what we're getting no, at? No, because like, I, I give you a perfect example. I was working in the city. I was heading down on Plunkett Street one night on the way home and there was a man, I won't say elderly man, but he was probably in his like 60s or 70s in front of me and he fell off a curb and like, I didn't know if he'd hurt himself or not, but I was laughing at him. But while laughing at him, I was helping him up and asking him, was he all right? But like, I couldn't hide, but I couldn't hide the fact I was laughing. But I was also concerned that he was actually all right, like and helped him up and then other people were helping him up and I'd say they were kind of looking at me thinking like, I don't know, maybe I thought I was drunk or something. But I wasn't. I was just coming home from work. I just found it funny. Like, I, I, I uh, funny but concerned, and I want to apologize for it. At least you helped him up, though. I think that's the main thing. I actually, I just thought of, you know, my other falling incident when I worked in that call center was that um, the car park was on a little bit of a lower level to the building. And so there was either a small ramp you could walk up very easy, or there was a tiny hill that was about five foot, not very steep. Oh, yeah. And so one morning on my way into work, with plenty of time to spare me, I had, I decided, you know what, I'm not fancying walking the extra 20 foot up to the ramp to walk up. So I'm going to go up the hill and it'll be fine. And so I tripped and slipped and basically lashed my head into this metal sign. And so the sign was like four sharp corners, basically. And I, I basically like, best way I can describe it, split my head open and was dazed. I was, I was a little bit dizzy and I had to walk into the office and basically explained to the manager like oh i'm after falling uh i'm not feeling great i'm very dizzy they had to get a first aid guy next thing this ginger man with a beard was putting a plaster on my forehead i wasn't really sure what was going on and uh eventually i i think they wanted to send me home but i, I powered on because i didn't want to lose my pay 
But the most embarrassing thing about that situation is they went back and watched the CCTV and told me. And so they said, oh, we, we had a look because we were, sh- we were unsure, you know, if this could happen to other people. And we were worried, you know, did we need to put up a sign? And the embarrassing Which thing... Which ironically realized, was the thing that hurt you. We, we realized that it would only be something that would happen you. Like no one else is going to try this. And it was basically implying you were so fat walking up that hill that you tripped that no one else is going to do that and we don't feel the need to put up a sign here. And it was, uh, it was one of my finer moments. I'm not going to lie. I, I do remember you saying that. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't get their whole approach anyway. Let's put up a sign, which was you know, 50% of the cause of the injury. Now, you were the main 50%. Like, let's be fair. I feel and, like it was about 70%. 70%. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say, sir, I don't think I've ever went down one of those hills because they were grass once upon a time. When we were there, they were 99% just muck and they were incredibly slippy. And I don't know why you ever thought that was a good idea. But look, you did anyway. What's even funnier, though, is it wasn't even like I'd say one thing if you're going down, you know, you, you kind of it's easier to lose that bit of control. Like I was walking up, like I was walking up the hill. It's not like speed took me. It's not like anything else. I just tripped. It was, uh, it was quite a funny time. Not going to lie. <laughs> So yeah, that, that relates anyway back. My paranoia about running, that's where it spurs from. Falling in public, uh, being hard-boiled egged, all around, just, just a general worry out there. So how are we advising people while we're on the topic? What would you say to someone who's maybe a bit paranoid about getting out there and running? You know, would you, like, for me, I think, like, why don't you start off somewhere like a pitch, you know, somewhere where you're probably a little bit more comfortable and then, you know, just ease your way in? No. But I feel like you have a different approach. So go on. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, I, I suppose it's hard for me to say when I don't really feel, especially the eggy parts. That's just the whole. I just mean about paranoia about running, nothing to do with the hard. Yeah, well, I suppose in that case, what I would say, and to me, I do it myself, but not for the same reasons. But like, say, when I went last Saturday, I went at like probably half nine or nine in the morning on a Saturday. It's pretty quiet around. I do it mainly because where I wanted to go, there's no footpaths, and basically less traffic, the better. But also that would work in two ways for people that are paranoid. Like there's just in general less. So like earlier in the morning, it's a bit harder now with winter saying later at night, like it was fine in the summer to go run at nine o'clock because it's still bright. Yeah. But it's generally less quiet. But I suppose don't, if you're that paranoid about it, like don't decide you're going to go out for a run like from your house where it's kind of populated or people walk anyway at like five or six in the evening, which is like prime time walk time. So that's that would be my uh, first tip. Other than that, like, don't really. I know it's easy to say, but like, nobody gives a shit what you're doing. Like, whether you're walking, whether you're running. I know people like will get all like go and buy all the gear. They'll go buy like, which I would highly recommend for anyone who's going to start running. Buy runners. Go to John Buckley Sports. They're unplugging them because I get mine there. And they're fantastic. They'll fit your, they, they will fit you for runners that are based, they're not like, don't don't go and buy runners off some website and think, oh, they're look good for running or they're recommended for running. Go and get them fitted because you'll probably injure yourself without them. It's that's, funny you that's said the that, and I agree on the shoes, but I, I find like this is, listeners, you're going to have to feed this back because I, I feel like it's definitely something most people do. You know where you get on a little bit of enthusiasm train and you think, oh, I'm going to do everything and next thing you're on Sports Direct 
and you order a load of gear, but you haven't actually been in the, in the norm of training. And then you just end up with this, all this gear that you don't use. So like be enthusiastic. Yeah. I get a good pair of shoes, you know, have the intention there, but like, don't be going That's- off playing 200 euro worth of night gear and then realizing I don't actually like running and I just have all this gear. You know, you know. Oh yeah, well, but that's uh, but but definitely do buy runners, and they're not they're not cheap. Like like, all right, you'll probably find deals online eventually when you know what you need to buy. But like, for the most part, like runners made for running or that are going to be decent for you are not cheap. Like, but it's that double edged sort of if you're going to invest that time as well as the money, are you really just going to like? Or I suppose time versus money. You're, you're, you're telling yourself you're going to invest the time, but are you really going to go then and drop 300 euros on a pair of runners, wear them once and leave them sitting in the wardrobe? If you are, you probably have more money than sense. So it's kind of that, like, maybe it would guilt you a bit into using them a bit more if you were reluctant, but they're the one, don't go buy, maybe if you're really fat, buy a pair of like under shorts or cycling shorts so that your ties don't start to fire. Uh, when you're running from rubbing Which together, problem for the fatties. Not gonna lie. There you go. You can get it. You can get so, all sorts of stuff. You can buy running shorts, cycling shorts. You can buy anti-chafing cream. You could dip your legs in Vaseline. I don't know what you could do with a lot of things, but you know they say actually, giving a, a little bit of spray of antiperspirant on the ties is actually meant to reduce the friction. The bit of chub. Rubbing. I wouldn't ever recommend that, but That's go on. Uh, oh, I, I, you, I would. Now there we go. Shane is going to try that for us between now and next week. I've tested it; it works fantastically. Okay, that sounds very dodge. I'm not going to go with that one, but maybe maybe they're the only other thing that I would consider buying. But you're, yeah, if you're going, to, if you're starting out as well, you're not going to be running major distances. You're probably not going to need any major tie safe uh, tie safety equipment. But trust the runners. Maybe under trust. Don't go. Don't don't buy anything else. You don't need anything else. You just need yourself. Like, don't go buying actual running shorts or T-shirts or, like, very cool-looking, like, runner's tops or windbreakers. Don't don't buy any of that stuff. Like, maybe tell yourself, if I stick at it, if I'm still doing this in a month's time, then start investing. Don't go, don't buy headphones for running. Don't buy anything. Don't even buy what, like, you know, You can, most people have Fitbits now or that kind of stuff but if you don't don't go and buy one just specifically to go running just something that you can press a button on you know at times like you can buy a timex thing in a jeweler's probably for maybe 15 quid start just like the runners are the only thing i would recommend if you're if you're going if you're going to make that investment to start make it on them and then if you're still if you're some people don't like it some people won't get into it if you're still if you're still at it or you're still interested in that for a couple of weeks then go and buy the fancier bits like i said i'm doing it now well, what, seven months? So I only got the heart rate monitor this week. And I had thought about buying it at the start and then thought that could just be a huge waste of money if I do. So now that I know I'll use it and get benefit from it, I went and buy it. So baby steps. So it's all about building it up. You know, make sure you're committed. Have that little bit to pull you in. But, you know, also just kind of back it up and actually do what you're intending to do is what I'd say to you people. You know, don't don't be ashamed about it and just kind of give up after a month. That, that's what I'd say. And, it is, and, I, and I, that's the one thing I will say, especially for running, because I was, I was always one of those people said like, no, I'm not built for running. I don't have the frame for it. I'm too heavy, blah, blah, blah. Every excuse under the sun. It, no, if, if you just stick at it, like it, it's, it's inevitable. It'll, it'll come like, it, you, 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 you might even enjoy it. Maybe, maybe. 
probably not. Running can be quite miserable, but maybe. You know, I, I enjoy it sometimes. But look, I mean, while we're on it, we're, we're facing into, you know, gyms are closed, six weeks, no no real indoor training as such, outside of home workouts and all that jazz. I mean, what do you make yeah. of it? Like, do you think the gyms should be closed? Do you think it's a fair call? Um, I'm kind of torn on it, really, insofar as do I think they should be closed? No. Should, like... Uh, uh, I suppose I'm only looking at it now from the so I'll put it this way there was a gym in Dublin I think Westside gym Westside something all over social media the last few days they basically were saying they're not going to close yeah. they're going to basically ignore the guidelines or not even guidelines anymore ignore the law and they're going to open for now I will say this for them it was it's not a money thing or it's not a like they weren't just going to have half of Dublin showing up then trying to use their gym. It was just for existing members, just for their, you know, their standard like gym use. But they had just openly said, no, we're not, we're not going with it. And then that just got me thinking like, you know, I don't, I don't agree with the the reasons they're closed. I, I absolutely see the benefits of having them open. And I was saying that I don't use a gym myself, so I don't care, to be honest. I don't, Maybe sometime in the future I will, but I don't use the gym. I don't need to use it. I may or may not get more benefit from it. I don't know, but it was just listening to them saying that they were going to go against it. I just thought, like, that's that's never going to fly. So I can't agree with it. Like, I don't agree with the decision itself, but I don't agree with them then saying, no, we're not going to follow it because that just spirals into it. Now, I'll caveat that by saying I don't agree with a lot of the stuff the government have come up with over the last couple of weeks. Most was absolute horseshit, to be fair. But at the end of the day, it's it's put in place and we essentially have no choice but to follow it. Unless you want to join the like Yellow Vest Brigade up on O'Connell Street, pushing old people for wearing masks and all that kind of shit. So, I don't. It, it just it just feels a bit off. Like, I mean, if you're looking at this disease, and obviously, like everyone's worried about it to some extent, and obviously, we we don't talk about it much on the podcast. But like, what I would say is, it it's blatant that things are increasing, and you know, there needs to be something done. Fair enough. But like, if you're looking at a disease that affects people, like mainly who have say cardiovascular issues, who have lung issues, and if you're talking about a pastime that can help them improve those areas. Why not? I mean, we saw the effects of the first lockdown. Loads of people gained weight in the first lockdown. Loads of people lost fitness. Loads of people, actually, mental health and everything else was impacted by this time where you were stuck at home and you had no outlets. You had nowhere to go. You weren't seeing people. And people weren't motivated to exercise. So, like, if you're looking at it now, and I get from, you know, look, all those businesses have to follow the same perspective, you know, whether it's a barber's or a gym, you know, they're trying to keep people at home. That's fine. I get it. But it's a bit disappointing having seen the impact the first lockdown had on people that the outlet isn't available, to be honest. It, it is my oh, yeah. I think there's huge benefit there. And I feel like they're missing the boat on the fact of they're saying, oh, sit at home, go for a walk. You have five kilometers to go for a walk. But, you know, for the people who rely on that as their outlet, maybe for a little bit of a release or, you know, like people who need a game of golf to just be able to get out of their head and get out of work. It's it's a bit difficult, like, and I find it so hard to agree with. To be perfectly honest, it's just. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I I, I I actually agree with you, but it's it's more the whole. 
whether we agree or not, like there's, like I said, there's lots of stuff I agree and disagree with that's happened since, but it's too late now. And they actually, now to be fair, like they had, they had a precedence to follow gyms in Ireland. Like as far as I know, they don't, they don't all follow, like they don't all fall under like a, a you know, a kind of a group, you know, there's like different affiliations for gyms, but they don't have say like, you know, Irish gym goers group or a governing body or any kind of a collective that they all fall under but uh, like in Liverpool is where the precedence came from you know in England I think it's slightly different they have you know different areas locked down but they're all pretty much at the same level now I think whatever it is anyway but the gyms were due to close say in Liverpool that was part of the ruling gyms are closed and pretty much all the gyms in Liverpool came together and said no we're not closing and they were they they're they're open now again. They've been allowed to reopen. They've changed it for them, but the difference there was being that they all came together and just said like no. So they 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 had power like they had power numbers basically. Whereas in Ireland, it just like from what I've I suppose I'm only gonna say from what I've seen and heard, it's just that gym in Dublin, and they went on like national radio on Joe Duffy which is like prime time radio friend and basically we're asking for support from people but mainly for support from other gym owners and gym groups to basically back them so that they could possibly go down the same route as what happened in Liverpool and go and say look here's why we should stay open we're all kind of in it together job but they didn't they kind of left them high and dry and then last night was it or whatever what day did it lockdown yesterday Basically, when it was supposed to come in at midnight, they were kind of adamant all day and on the radio and on social media saying they're not going to close. And it got to like 11 o'clock that night. They had two visits from the guards from the HSE and basically, we have to close. And the guy who owns it blatantly came out and said, "It's we, we knew this was going to happen because we got we didn't get the support of our own. Well, I think having said that, no man, I, I think a lot of people are advocating for it. And I suppose... People are also respecting the rules. You know, there's 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 been petitions, people signing petitions. You know, over fifty thousand signatures yeah. them open. I mean, I think the government, like regardless, even if all the gyms in the country said we're we're not closing, like the government know what's going on anyway. They know people don't want them to close. They know they're not the cause of the spread for the most part. Like really, when it comes down to it, it wouldn't matter what happens. They're they're always going to do that because. As soon as you let one little branch of, say, the non-essentials, as they call them, open, then suddenly you have another part that's going to say, "But why can't we open?" And you know, once well, they open up that door, even a small bit, there, there, everyone's going to try jump through, and that's just the truth. So I, I, even the positive stuff is is kind of just getting blocked off now because of it, and it, it's shit. Yeah, oh, it is shit, and I, I I thought about it that way. That's exactly what I thought about, it. and that's that's what I mean in saying that. Well, I don't agree with the decision. It's tough shit. You just have to follow it because. Well, I looked at it then, right? It was so, especially there are people are really pushing the mental health agenda from the gym part, and I get it, like it's huge for people. Yes. But what then differs between, say, the country pub, right? That have had that have had to close, where, say, in the middle of nowhere, it's four or five guys meet up there in their sixties and seventies every day, just have a couple of pints, have a chat. Maybe some of them are widowed. Maybe some of them have no family. That's their mental health outlet. Yes, it's a pub. Yes, they go there for a few points, but that's their version of the gym, if you get me. So then they have as equal an argument to say, well, why can't we open? You know, we're, they're not 
they're not they're drinking the balls out of it they're not messing about it's it, it literally and it would be the case in Ireland where it's literally four or five old guys who meet up every day and just have a chat so what what makes that so different yeah I know it's a totally different industry and it's it's different purpose but it's the same oh. premise but I mean man things you know? are gone daft like I just don't even understand it like say like I know I know obviously you're you're miles away from me now but say we were in the same five kilometer loop like the idea that myself and yourself could meet up and just go for a stroll and a chat is grand. But for us to stand two meters apart in the garden or sit in the front room and have a we, two meters apart, not allowed. Like technically we can't even do, we can't even meet up and go for a walk. That's what they're saying. Yeah, be, unless you were the chosen household bubble that we had picked, but we'd have no reason to because we don't fall into any of the categories of, you know, uh, elderly people or, vulnerable or whatever so technically we shouldn't even do that but i get what you're saying it's 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 like the the kind of last version of the lockdown where the you know it was like take our restaurant stuff moved to outdoor dining but household visits were banned so like say i couldn't call to my brother's house but i could meet him outside a pub and have a pint if i wanted yeah that was the past few weeks even yeah do you know what i mean so it's it's, it's an extension of how it, it just it's not logical yeah, I mean, look, I'm, every, everyone who's listening is going to be aware of all this shit anyway. No one actually wants to hear about it, I suppose. But look, yeah, I, exactly. just summarize, gym should be open. I feel like it's a good outlet. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. I'd be shocked really? if it does, it but I'm disappointed, to say the least. And I mean, and yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think they should be open, but there's plenty of other alternatives. So let's talk which about that then. Nice, which leads nicely into this then. So of yeah, the next six weeks. About, we have six weeks now. What are you going to do with them? Average listener, regardless of fitness goals, everything else. I mean, you need to look at this now and say, is it the same as any other six weeks? That's a normal approach. That's quite good. You know, treat it as normal. Carry on as you might. Or maybe it's a chance for you to have a little bit more time to yourself where you can prioritize what your goals are here and say, you know what? I'm going to actually make a big push up to Christmas fitness yeah. goal wise and you know that that's the kind of camp you can sit in and I, I feel like that's where I would push people to go to be honest and like everyone is going to know somebody or, or have a story to relate to or know somebody who knows somebody where they've done one or the other during the last lockdown okay the last one was a lot longer it was once basically but everyone has heard the stories of their friends or someone in their family losing loads of weight and getting fitter or on the flip side, gaining loads of weight and getting unfit and blaming the lockdown and saying, oh, you know, the COVID stone was a big thing and all that. So I think they missed the now, boat. I need to say, why didn't they call it the old COVID-19 kilos or pounds? You know, it's, well, COVID stone it just doesn't roll off the tongue. Like I feel like we had a good chance. I've, Really. I feel like it's a lot more as it rolls out off the tongue a lot more than COVID nineteen pounds. No, definitely not. But just the COVID nineteen, we could just leave it at that. I wait for that's, that. But that's the name of the actual thing, like I know what you're saying, like, but I'm just I feel like the COVID stone is No, sorry, denied. We'll move along. No, don't like it. Not a fan. Uh, but basically look so I don't even measure my weight in stone. I I don't either. Exactly. Anyway, that's the, so basically what people have is that time period now where everyone has heard something. So now they have like a shortened version of that, like a mini version of it to decide 
what do you want to do? And that's that's like the first thing people just need to decide now for the next six weeks. Like you said, do they treat it like the same six weeks as always, or do they try and take advantage of it, or is it the like uh, time where they just say, "Oh fuck, it's it's going to be a tough enough six weeks anyway," and they just blow the bank? But that's 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 the decision to make. That's that's the darting point for anyone. There's no point, and, and it's it's a real like. Don't I, I'll I'll say this much to people like don't bother your arse like saying, oh, I'll treat it like a, a you know a six weeks to get fitter and lose some weight or whatever and just half-ass it. Don't waste your time. You'll be more miserable at the end of the six weeks when it doesn't work properly and you fall back into shitty ways by Christmas. Make up your mind now if you want to do it or not and then look at what you can or can't do because there is loads. There's there's no reason not to. I, I'd agree with you, but like I'd also say, you know, if you just need to ease in and you're taking this as a time to ease your way in and take some positive changes, I feel like there's no harm. Like, I mean, I'll just talk with the last week for a second now, man. And from my perspective, I'm looking at this lockdown. I'm seeing everything that's going on. I'm seeing suddenly all the outlets I usually have of seeing people or, you know, being able to go out to certain places for a walk. They're all being taken away. And my stress levels are going up slightly. And, you know, Maybe I'm thinking, you know, I might go for a, an extra bite to eat because I'm just, I'm feeling like I can't be arse cooking. You know, my energy is a bit all over the place. And so the past week, I might have spent, you know, call it four or five different meals that I maybe would have been healthy usually weren't as healthy as always. And like, so now I sat there and obviously the thing's officially on today and I'm looking at, look, this is the realities. I want to make the most of the six weeks and not go backwards. So like my thoughts are, what can I do the same? What can I improve on? And when I have this extra time, how am I going to approach this? Not to overdo it, not to overstress myself in the other direction, but just say, what are the things I can do that maybe I wasn't able to do a few weeks ago? So say I had an hour or two where I'd be watching TV or maybe I'd go to someone's house and I might have a coffee. Instead, now I can go for a walk. I can fit in a session just even in the garden with some weights, whatever it might be. There's these small steps I can take now that I have the time to do and it's my choice to do them or not. And just as easily I can watch a documentary on Netflix. But if I'm looking at six weeks and saying, do I want to get the benefit? Then maybe your decision should be based a little bit more on moving yourself forward, even if it's only small steps. Oh yeah. But that's what I mean is I think it all, it all, but even what you're saying, like even if somebody decides like, I don't know, just for the next six weeks to say they're going to try and I don't know, drink more water. Right. That's obviously a positive step to take. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to do. It doesn't take much thought. You, most uh, people living in the first world have access to it to drink so that would be a positive step but I suppose it's if you want to make actual changes like that are going to probably affect basically right that, that and I'm sure drinking say I don't know enough an extra liter of half water that you didn't drink every day for six weeks I'm sure you'll feel some benefit from it at the end of six weeks i don't know what or how it would manifest itself it certainly won't definitely a few extra hundred steps to the toilet every day are going to impact you well yeah there you go you're, you're getting your but, turned up immediately plus squats what, what, oh that's true what i mean is it's definitely not going to feel anywhere near as good as something if you actually apply it for six weeks like just upping your steps every day or deciding that look three to seven days of the week i'm going to do some kind of a workout like you're saying like you, you can do it anywhere like you can do it in your bedroom you can do it in your garden you can do it in your hall you don't need weights most people 
uh, most people are going to think this anyway will definitely not need it like there's there's body weight stuff you can do there's stuff you can use in your house and i know people probably bang on about it on tv shows and all the time but like bottles of water things of washing powder you know bags of spuds like literally it sounds stupid but like if if you wanted that they're there but body weight stuff and one thing i'd say to people is like and i, I did it there use youtube every workout imaginable i think is on youtube whether you whether you have a certain injury whether there's only a certain thing you want to actually work on whether you want to aim to do it for x amount of time i don't think there's anything i haven't been able to find on youtube that's okay some of them mightn't be great but especially for just say cardio based kind of like it <laughs> sounds like mr motivator type classes you know like stepping up stepping down all that kind of bullshit but it works like because you're winning as soon as you get off the chair and start doing it you're speaking so my language. No, like i never no got to the level of zumba i'm at without you <laughs> like to say the front room zumba wasn't life-changing would be an understatement you know it just was amazing and there's for no i i i suppose caution to people there is a lot of shit on there as well but there is some really good channels like that guys use all the time the gyms i'm sure there's loads of gyms out there that start doing the free online stuff again and zoom classes oh, and man though can i can we just uh, touch base now i know we're trying to be positive here but like instagram live workouts can we just leave them in last lockdown please i don't really i just can't. i can't see it anymore every day 30 people going live with different live workouts on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, but as, as bad as you think that is for the people who don't do any workouts and they see one of them and think, I might try that. That's a win. That is a win. But please, anyone I follow, please don't put them up because I don't want to watch them. But that's the joys of it. You don't have to watch them. Like in the same way that there's loads of people who don't want to listen to us fucking yarning on about stuff. They just don't. Yeah, they, they better fucking listen. But we're not going to stop putting them up you know that kind of way i know what i'm saying is for people there is there is there is the stuff out there like it's everywhere it's just take it and like like you said even just going for a walk like it it sounds simple like but if you decide you're going to do it you will do it but if you if if you're in that kind of unsure category you will look for every excuse oh it's too cold oh it's getting dark oh it's raining like, and actually you, I think you put her up this morning about like, yeah, go, so what if it's raining? Like, we live in Ireland. You grew up in the fucking rain. You're not going to, you're not going to melt into the ground. You're just going to get wet. Like, you used to be fighting your parents for hours to stay out and have a game of soccer on the green because you didn't give a shit it was raining. So exactly. why do you, as an adult, suddenly go, oh, it's raining, I can't that's, But that's why it's the excuse. Whereas if you, if you genuinely have decided to make the most of it, you're, you won't, you won't even look for that excuse. And to be honest, sometimes a walk in the rain is great, like, very romantic especially when you're on your own nice autumn colors sounds like you're getting yourself off on a walk i'm gonna be honest it's very romantic when i walk on my own do I you look for romance on your own often uh no i don't walk <laughs> don't go walking that was a weird weird place to take and i'm gonna be honest i'm a bit concerned well i was being sarcastic but that's okay that's strange it just went over my head clearly uh, i'm a bit concerned i, I can i can tell yeah Anyone who can't see my face, I'm very confused right now. But yeah, no, walk in. Look, it, it is it is actually great crack. I'm going to be honest. You need throw on a podcast like this, listen to two twats, talk away, escape whatever's going on in the world, and just stroll in circles. It's grand crack. 
honestly. Dude, just do whatever, whatever, wherever you go, even if it's only. And like, there's kind of a double-edged sword to it, right? If you decide and you're going to go, you're going to do something, and you're going to go for a walk, even if it's only twenty minutes, doesn't matter how far you get, doesn't matter how fast you do it. You said, right, I'm going to go for a walk for twenty minutes. Uh, doesn't matter how sweaty you come, you are when you get back, because you're just not fit enough to even walk. But what I would say to people in those cases, right? If you decide, right, you finish work or you don't have work or whatever, and you decide you're going to go for your walk, stick stick at it when you come back, because you. You will, you might, you might realize it, but you'll feel a bit better when you get back because you've done it. Like, oh yeah, nice what I meant for that walk. Go once you're back, then don't. Like, it's very tempting then to get back from your walk to like stick on the kettle and just slump in the couch, have a cup of tea, whatever. Don't stay, stay kind of in the mindset of, oh, I've just done that. Go for a shower, get changed, make some food. If and like, if you if you're planned enough to have something to make, right. Make some make make enough for lunch tomorrow or the dinner the following day. It'll it'll take you the same amount of time, but you've killed like three birds at one stone. You went for your walk. You're eating something nice afterwards, nutritious enough, and you have more for the following day, which frees up that little bit of extra more time that you could I don't know go for another walk or lift a bag of spuds, whatever kind of mad shit you're going to come up with to do. But and it'll only take it an extra like half hour maybe so for you know for whatever an hour and a quarter hour and a half you've got your walk in you feel good about it and you've killed you, you've killed off an hour the next day to free up you just free up maybe the next day you won't do anything but it'll free up an hour of tv time that you didn't spend cooking more food just what i mean is try and stay in that frame of just getting it done if, if you're going to if you're going to go to the hard if you're going to do the hardest part and get your arse off the seat and go out for a walk or a jog or do some kind of a training session whatever it may be stick at it for the extra 20 minutes half an hour afterwards and it'll it, it has that knock-on effect into the next day it's just i i find that i do that all the time and then like that that could that could only be say whatever six just just say you finish working at six o'clock you go off your walk you come back if you're walked on you've had a shower you made some food you've got some food for tomorrow and it's still only seven and seven or half seven you've got the whole evening to sit in front of the tv do whatever you want to do play games ring people do whatever the fuck you want be lazy but you've, you've already done what you needed to do so who gives a shit what you do afterwards yeah it's, it's definitely i mean look taking those small positive steps are, are definitely the right call and i think like what's really funny is that okay say i don't know you were stressed today and you went off and you got mcdonald's on your lunch all right, like you have a choice now where you can go back, you can have a healthy dinner or you might keep going in, in the mindset of I'm going to keep making bad decisions. So like when you take that first good step, the same way you sometimes take a bad step, like keep going with the good steps the same way, you know, like when you think about people doing a diet, like they might start off and they've one bad meal and then suddenly they have a week of bad meals and we've all done it. We all do it. But like, why does it, why does it never work the opposite way? Like how come when you go for that walk, you don't think I'm going to do that every day? you know what, that's going to benefit me. I'm definitely going to do that. And then, you know, I'm going to cook a healthy dinner. I'm going to include maybe one or two homework. It's whatever actually suits you. Like, just do something and you're going to feel better for it. And like, the reason we're saying it, it's not in a preachy way and it's not in a way of saying you have to do it or you should do it. But like, the people who are listening to this podcast are people who are obviously interested in getting fitter, keeping fit, whatever level you're at. And so like, what I'd say is you're talking like, or while you're listening to two guys who have been through the bad decisions and are kind of trying to look at this in a positive sense. All of them. All of them. 
So just take that time to prioritize yourself, go out there and actually make the most of the six weeks. Cause like we all know it's crap. Yep. We're all thinking it. We're all trying to avoid that negative thought. Like, but like it is, it is crap, but like we're all in it. Like, so just oh, go for yourself that in six weeks time, you're not going to be thinking, you know, Oh, I need to lose this weight for Christmas or, you know, after Christmas when we've all probably gained half stone anyway and enjoyed ourselves. Who cares? You're, you're right it's but it's tough shit get on with it like you have uh, we i think you'd agree that whatever you do or decide to we both learned from all those bad experiences at the end of the day that you have to do it nobody can do it for you so it's just a case of tough shit get on with it nobody's saying you have to do anything if you don't want to do anything like more power to you but don't then wonder why like jesus or, or sit, sit there afterwards and say jesus could have made that six weeks a bit better that's up. That is entirely up to people, individual decisions. And like, I don't know, maybe maybe do something at home, like challenge a friend or challenge someone in the family. Not not to weight loss specifically, but like that. Go like I don't know, maybe do like if you have a Fitbit, like step, you know, a step challenge for the week or something. Just make it a bit competitive, like make it a bit fun. But don't do it with somebody that you'd be afraid to lose to and get a ribbon off. But maybe maybe that's the way to for people to approach it, like Absolutely. because at the end of the day even if you make a bet with someone or you challenge someone and you lose, you don't really lose at all because you bought one. If you're, if you're, if you're both doing more than you did before, you're both winners. It's a real, real. Bringing a tear to my eye. I'm so motivated right now. I bet you're going to get so many messages about that little speech. People are going to go, wow, Brendan changed my yeah. life. That was, that was, the, but it, wait now six months and we're going to have a nice testimony going, that was the moment I decided to change it all. <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> What a moment. Yeah. You, it's, contrary to, it's contrary to life in general, where even the losers are winners, which is <laughs> such a shitty thing to say. But it is, though. And look, I suppose, like, there you go now. I'm, if we're still doing these in six weeks' time, we haven't been banned or forcefully removed from the air, you'd be amazed at the difference in six weeks, like, because we, we've been there, we've done it. it. You mightn't see a difference in the scales that much. You mightn't even see it in a mirror, but I guarantee you'll feel a lot better after six weeks of just doing something consistently. Whether it's eating a bit better, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's lifting a bag of personal over your head, whatever the fuck it may be, but you'd be surprised. And you know, like, one of the biggest things, like, I'm going to say it after years and years of crash diets and trying to lose weight and everything, like, the one thing that sticks, which is the regrets. It's never really the successes. Like the successes are great. Like, but like in six weeks' time, if you know, if you're happy with what you've done, you might not consider it again afterwards. But like, you're gonna feel a lot better for it, and that's great. Versus if you sit there for six weeks now and you you fuck about and you're sitting there with regrets at the end of it, they're gonna loom over you and probably make things worse as time goes on. And it, it's not worth the time. Yeah. Like, just just take a chance. Small change. Let it's, us the typical, know it's the typical Irish negative attitude. I can't, I won't, I'm not able. That's only, like, that's just up to yourself. We just have it pre-programmed as a nation of people, I think. Damn guilt. Loads of guilt. Yeah, and you'll, you'll, you'll even look at yourself and think like, oh, I, I wish I could be like him, or I wish I could be like her, or I wish I was able to do that, or able to do this. Well, unless you have real genuine reasons that you can't, you fucking can just go and do it. Exactly. Now we're gonna drop fitness right there now because we're we're ranting on for for far too long, know, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go full fat chats here. Bake off. What did you think of this week? 
I was delighted this week because that cocky old gypsy got fucking knocked out after her, oh, the pastry week is my week and mums make pastry. As soon as she said it, I thought, I fucking hope you get knocked out, Linda, you old bitch. And she did. I was so happy afterwards. I mean, I, I actually didn't have an issue with Linda, but I will say it was a good week. It was, it was like, for pastry week especially, it's always tough. So let, look, let's just go through first round. They had to make an old Cornish pastry. What did you think? I was very happy because I love Cornish pasties. There's pasties they made, not pastry. Pastry is pastry week. Man, I don't. So, I don't know. But I'm, I'm just, cl- I'm just clearing that up. Yeah. But Cornish pasties. Uh, there was a bakery in Cove for years, uh, and they made the most amazing Cornish pasties. I used to love them. Uh, probably aided a lot in my fattening. But they. Closed, I think he actually died. But eventually, when the bakery closed, you can't. You can get Cornish pasties in Tesco's, I think. Like they come pre packaged, whatever. And I've seen them in ran- random spots around. And I've, if I see them somewhere, I'll try it. But I've never been able to get something that, that is, has been as good as the ones I used to get years ago. So when I saw them this week, I thought, fuck, I like Cornish pasties. And I was very impressed with all of them, except for anyone who put fish in them. Thank you. I mean, I know you actually eat fish, and I, I don't. I do. I'm not a big fan. What in God's name are they thinking? I just like yeah. why? Why do it? I just, I was so happy. I was thinking like just a general kind of standard one, and then I heard some of them on about fish, and I just thought, oh Christ! Can we just touch base on Lottie's one though, particularly like the one with the sausages and mash and gravy? I know it's not traditional, but that looked winner. Amazing. Oh, I, as soon as I heard, I thought. Unless she really fucks this up, this is the one I want. Immense. And she didn't fuck it up. It was class. Honestly, great time to be alive. Great time to be alive for Bake Off. Now, round two, Eclairs. Bit of a yeah, shit. Not my, bit of a yeah. poor showing by all contestants. What was uh, that? Yeah, well, there you go. Fucking Linda again with her, ooh, we make pastry. And she I mean, made, I don't know whether they look like fucking churros or dog chew toys. I can't really make up my mind, but they were shocking. You did she two batches. Put, couldn't hack it, Linda. What was going on? No, well, like shoe pastry. Like, uh, for anyone who's ever made shoe pastry, it is hard. It's my least favorite thing to make ever because it is too. It is very hard to do. It's also one of my least favorite pastries to eat. I just, I'm not a fan of shoe pastry. It tastes like cardboard. Uh, what else happened? Oh yeah, my tip from last week for the overall winner, Peter. He came out well on top of uh, the Eclairs. I was very impressed when he was when he fucking he, he topped that I thought, yep. There we go. I don't Starting know where to place good. it though. You know, you, you look at Peter and you see a young fella. He doesn't look very confident himself, but then there's times he seems overly cocky, and then there's other times where he just seems deeply uncomfortable. I don't know what to make of him. I don't know, I think he's like a guy who has like anxiety or something that some days it just gets the better of him and some days he's in great form and he just doesn't know where he is really. Some you go in and that's why I think and you see the difference. That's why I thought like, oh, he, he could be one of the favorites because he, he sometimes he's just like fucking bang on. And when he's in that confident mood, he makes some bomb ass stuff. But then some days you look at him and he's shaking like a shitting dog and you think, oh, this isn't going to go well for you, bud. He is, he is one to shit the bed though. You have to admit, like, I, th- I think it was last week on the Brownies or one of the ones last week, he did shit the bed quite bad. Yeah, he, I, that's what I mean. It's, it, I think he, t- he overthinks things and he gets anxious and he loses confidence and game over. But in fairness, Jim, he, he did well there. 
you know do you know what's funny though i have to admit like when you're looking at the judges and you know obviously like the the second round for those who don't watch bake off it's a, it's a blind bake so the judges aren't there for while they're doing the baking then everyone's everyone's stuff is laid out on the table and the judges don't know who's cooked what they were friggin' harsh this week man like they were just like they were pick like you know they just picked one up i think it was actually linda's and they just threw it on the threw it on the plate said what is this shit and i was like I mean, I'll admit she really, really effed it up, like, but... No, I'm delighted. She deserved every... Overall, to everyone, not just her. Like, I would say it was probably the worst showing on one of those bakes I've ever seen for that far into a competition. It was, it was quite yeah. bad. Delighted for her. All right, now we're, we're going to go, finally, to the showstopper. What yeah, did you think? Were... Now, describe to the people what this showstopper was, because I'm not going to be able to. You're the chef here. Uh, so basically, it, had, it was a tart that had to be encased in a pastry design, say. Didn't matter what it was or what form it took. Once it was a tart inside a design. So basically, like I suppose to some of people, two of them, I think two or three of them, did their tart or version of a tart and then made... Uh, like a lattice pyramid or pastry pyramid that goes around it so you can see through it and all and uh, it was kind of mad yeah. and uh, Linda fucked it up spectacularly again didn't even get it done delighted and I've never I'm telling you she annoyed me so much with her confidence at the start that I was never so happy to see someone fail miserably I mean I didn't have as much hate for Linda I'll be honest but I was worried yeah. for Irish Mark after backing him I said it as soon as oh, I broke yeah. I said he's going to F it up, and he did. I mean, even though it's pre-recorded, God love him, I, I jinxed him. Yeah, he, his, his fell apart. I was very happy. I was I was also very happy when, uh, what's the one's name? Her, Hermione, Hermione uh, when she made that kind of box of quite good, like, pastry casing, and then Paul and Dylan just fucking smashed it to bits. Yeah, had to tear it instead of taking it apart. Apparently, there was a lot of controversy about that over the last couple of days, but I was delighted. Made my day. Yeah. I'd be a bit pissed well, off if I'd slaved over it. Do you know, man? Um, while we're on Bake Off, what do you think happens to cakes? Because the fatty in me wonders. You know, is there enough staff to eat them all? Are they just thrown out? Like, oh, I worry. Are you crazy, man? They eat them, you know. There's a show. Yeah, yes, they do because there's a show there. I don't know. Really, I haven't looked this season, but it used to be like on a different night, like kind of a background to bake off. They, they all eat. They all taste each other's. All the crew eat them. There's loads of crew there, like, and then they yeah. all eat each other's ones. It was a big worry for me. I'm not gonna lie. I just kept thinking about is that does that all go to waste? Is oh, there no. crew there to eat it all? I mean, thank God. No, absolutely. All right. That that's a bit of relief for me. Like, I think, you know, when they go around and they're all, like, Matt or whoever is saying, like, oh, keep that for my lunch. They genuinely do eat them for their lunch. I believe it. So you, you can sleep easy tonight knowing that there's no delicious pastries being thrown in the bin. It is, man. It's a big time. Now, speaking of food, though, uh, last week we had some controversial chats about popcorn. And we actually mm. received a lot of feedback about it. A few people, sick bastards, were interested in putting chocolate on it. Some people said they wanted Herbert. caramel or toffee. I mean, I threw up the I tripped the poll on Instagram and uh, there was a landslide win for butter. It has to be said, which I was surprised at. I thought it was more just myself. So we had 60% of people voted butter. The rest were salted. And then we got a few messages in 
to say that they preferred the weird popcorns. Like, although I like it, but the cheesy, the toffee, mm. I feel like they all have a place and a and a time. But like, if you're thinking popcorn, I'm I'm straight off going butter or salted. I'm not thinking the others. I'm just going to be oh, just salted. Everything else, they're all a bunch of perverts. I mean, can we really label them like that? Some of them are probably nice people, especially the ones who don't care. You're lovely people. No, no, salt the popcorn, nothing else. That's fair. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna agree to disagree. But look, controversial foods. Do we have anything to bring to the table today? Any thoughts? Any? any Oh, really? really? No. Well. Isn't that nice? We're we're keeping things calm this week. We're Maybe there is, but nothing that like nothing that springs to mind. I have I haven't I haven't thought I hadn't thought about that. Well dude, we never we never prepped these um, things. It's funny because I mean, look, the slimming clubs came back at us. They gave us <laughs> back. The popcorn people have. I mean I'm sure I just I wonder who are we gonna annoy this week. We'll have to see. I feel I feel like we we've brought nothing but positivity this week. I feel I feel like it's been great. Oh, great show. Absolutely. I feel like we should pass the collection plate. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, we did waffle on a good bit today, though. Yeah, man, we're 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 hitting into the late hours of the evening now. It's uh, it must be said. I, I still need a cup of tea. What snacks are on the cards this evening? Are you done with your food? Do you have anything left? Done. You delayed me. You delayed me. So we had to push this podcast into prime time tea time. So I've uh, had my tea and a club bar, which I haven't had in years. I saw them in Tesco's the other day. I thought. Pick them up. Is it not a club and, uh, milk? Or is, is a club bar different to a club milk? I don't know. I just, uh, I, I think on the, pay, on the wrapper it actually says club milk, but I just call them a club bar. Like the same one you used to get in the pub years ago. I know the ones, yeah. No, I, I was just clarifying, like in case it was like All right. different. Maybe there, is, maybe there is a club bar, but I'm a club milk, the little square delicious one. I, I had one of them and I had a Rice crispy Marshmallow square. Nice. We'll take they're it. good bang. They're good for anyone who has a sweet tooth. They're a really good bang for your buck. Just to general, it doesn't matter if they're chocolate or not. I think they're all in around like ninety to ninety-five calories for a whole square. And it's, it is good. It hits it hits the sweet spot. Great with a cup of tea. Has to be said. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, look, we'll leave it there. Uh, everyone, oh, thank you. Oh. No, we won't because one. I, I, people won't understand like most of my weekends which I'm really happy with now lockdown revolve around sport so I've decided to do a sporting sport highlights of the weekend for anyone who's anyway sport sportily inclined go on so but it's really quick it's it's basically and it's born really from the fact that the six nations are the continuation of this back this weekend is it? so on Saturday yeah you see here we go this is where you're getting the value from my little sports highlight section Dude, so, I'm gonna be honest though. Uh, this is gonna go out next week now. Remember, so. Oh, I don't well, know. everyone! I hope you enjoyed the sport at the weekend. I'll think about that next week. <laughs> no, it's not what I'm saying. I feel like you need. You're gonna need to do it two weeks in advance. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about that today. Well, uh, well, um, wasn't it great there at that Ireland beat Italy and uh, Wales beat France and uh, HE won in the UFC. Patriots won the NFL. Uh, Matt Fraser is still the fittest man on the planet because CrossFit Games were on. They were really good. And um, there was a huge crash in the Portuguese Grand Prix. So uh, that was the sports weekend wrapped up from last week. Thank you for listening. And can I just say, if you've called all of those right, uh, it's going to be the greatest thing in history. We'll have to wait and see.
I'd love to just, I'd love to go, as I said, I don't condone betting, but I'd I'd nearly go on BetPair now and just do like a euro on that as like a combined bet to see what I get off it. All your dreams. I actually, I'm sorry, I I felt like I couldn't not tell you that, you know. No, you're right. I didn't even think about it. It's unfortunate. We'll have it prepped better next time. It'd be a joint. We'll figure it out. Yeah, or we might just, I don't know, go back in time. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see. Anyway. Safe again, everyone. Or even rest of your week. This is probably going to be Tuesday as always. So, Brendan, you have to put me all off. Look, uh, like, yeah, subscribe, be nice to each other, enjoy the six weeks, and uh, send Brendan pictures of Donald skiing. That's all we ask for. Thank Thanks. you, and good night. This has been Fab Peter Zane.